You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Beit Shemesh Israel 5780-2020. This week is Rosh Hashanah, and we don't have a Parsha this week, but I'd like to share with you some thoughts about Rosh Hashanah, some ideas that perhaps we can take with us, we can hold on to, we can hold on to, as we walk into Rosh Hashanah 5781, while praying for a much better year, and how do we get that year? How do we hold on to the Kisiyah covet? How do we hold on to the throne of God's glory? What is the idea of holding on? What is the idea of the kingship of Hashem? What is the idea that on Rosh Hashanah we spend so much time and on Yom Kippur making Hashem into our king? What is the idea of tshuva? We're entering into the Aseris tshuva, the ten days of repentance. Rosh Hashanah is the first day, Yom Kippur is the last of those ten days. Gemara Rosh Hashanah tells us that during those 10 days we can turn around the entire Gzeira, whatever negative decrees that, heaven forbid, exist either for us or for Klal Yisrael, we can turn them around. We can flip them so that we, be, we are written into the book of good life. And how do we do that? The Gemara tells us if a person merits and as the Mephorshim explained, if a person does tshuva, if a person repents, then a person indeed can merit to be written and inscribed into the, the book of good life for the coming year. Tafshin Pei Aleph, 5781. So I'd like to share with you an amazing, amazing medrash, which I saw, it's quoted in the Orchus Tzadikim, in the beginning of chapter 26, 26 is Gematria Yudke Vavke, the name of Hashem. It's the Shara Tshuva, it's the section where he speaks about Tshuva. And this Medrash, you gotta hear it. It's unbelievable. It ain't a Medrash Darshani, like most Midrashim, it needs explanation. And I've, been, I've read it already a few times, I discussed it with my son Moshe Dov. I'd like to share with you some thoughts, some of my thoughts, maybe something from what my son has said as well. And it says like this, Hachuva. He speaks about the very beginning of the chapter. If you want to see it in, in Sefer Orchot Sadikim, get a hold of it. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece. Amr Rabbi Levi. Rabbi Levi says, Gedayla Tshuva. Tshuva is awesome. Tshuva is something that's incredible. Shemagaz Sadkisi Akavayd. When a person does Tshuva, it brings them, it helps them to be able to touch the divine throne. The throne of God's glory. Shenemar. It's a Pasuk. In Hosea, Perak Yudalit Pasuk Beis, Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Lakecha, return, O Israel, until Hashem your God. How does one reach? How does one get to God? How do we reach until God to where He is, as it were, to His throne of glory? It's through the, uh, the concept of Shuva, return. We're going to read this Pasuk, Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Lakecha, Shabbos Shuva, this coming Shabbos, I'm sorry, on Shabbos in a week, Shabbos Hazinu. Okay, but what is the idea of Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem returning to Hashem, getting to His divine Kisei HaKavit, His divine throne? Remember Rabbi Seinu Zechon Levrach, our sages tell us, and this is the Medrash, which I think is just awesome. Kisha'ala Meishel Rakia Harishen When Moshe Rabbeinu, he went up onto Harsina, he went onto Mount Sinai, he went up to heaven in order to receive the Torah. So he went up three times. The first time was when he received the Luchos Rishonis, the first set of Luchos, the first set of the tablets. 
And then the Jewish people sinned on Shavuot Sabbatamas 40 days later. They worshipped the golden calf. He went back up for another 40 days to ask for forgiveness. He went back up a third set of 40 days, 120 days altogether. And he came back down on Yom Kippur. And he brought the second set of Luchos, which represented God's forgiveness. Hashem had forgiven the Jewish people. And indeed, they would be receiving the Torah, this, this, this relation, this that represented the relationship that Hashem wanted to create between Himself and the Jewish people, between Him and us. Now, in order to get there, in order to get to the heavens to receive the Torah, so Moshe Rabbeinu had to ascend seven, seven heavens, seven levels. So, listen to what happened. Amazing description. In the first heaven, first level, he found classes of angels. He found groups of angels. They opened in front of him the Sefer Torah. They read to him from the Torah what it says about the creation that Hashem performed on the first day of creation. He created the heavens and the earth. He created light and darkness day and night. They finished the first day. They finished speaking about what happened on the first day. And they began to tell him about the praise of the Torah. And I don't think we're going to get to it. There's another Medrash, which he quotes immediately after this one. This is a long piece, but it's beautiful. It's so cool. It's such an interesting piece. But the Medrash says that there were seven things. It's a Gemara in Pesachim and Daf Nun There were seven things that preceded the world. And these are the seven things, basically the seven things that preceded the world, that existed before the world was created. The first of them is the Torah. They told him about the Torah. Okay. So he got to the next level of the heaven. As he's climbing. He found bundles of angels. They told him about what happened on the second day of creation. They finished talking about the second day of creation and then they went and proceeded to tell Moshe Rabbeinu about the praise of the Torah and about the people of Israel. Interestingly here, they continued and he spoke about the Torah as well. They had spoken about it previously. And then he spoke about the Jewish people. And it could be, and this is what my son said, which I think is, I think is the Pshat. He said that first is the Torah of Hashem, so to speak. The Torah that's in heaven. It's the Torah Shabbat The Torah that, that's, that's inscribed in stone. But then there's the Torah of Am Yisrael. Hashem gives us the Torah to, in order to understand the Torah. The Torah Shabbat Peh. The Torah, the oral tradition. That which we understand, that which we're able to extrapolate from the Torah, which is given to us. Okay, so there's the Torah itself, and then there's the Torah which is given to Klal Yisrael to develop. So Moshe was told about that by these angels. He went up to the third level. Excuse me, he found these angels and, and battalions, battalions of angels that were reading about the third day. They, they told him about what happened on the third day of creation. What was the third thing? Amazing thing. That they told him about Jerusalem, which is the base Hamikdash, the temple. He found other types of angels that were talking about what happened on the fourth day of creation when Hashem created the, 
the sun and the moon, etc. What was the fourth thing that the angels told him about? They told him about the Messiah. Perhaps they told him about the person. In the other measures, it refers to it as the Shemoy Shal Mashiach, the name of Mashiach, the name of the Messiah. Perhaps it's talking about the Tkufa, the time period of Mashiach. Allah Hamishi got to the fifth heaven, the fifth level. He found encampments, more and more angels talking about the fifth day. They were reading from the Torah, telling him about the fifth day of creation. And then they stopped, they completed talking about the fifth day of Gehenna, and they, I'm sorry, the fifth day of creation, and they told him about the sadness of those, or the sadness of Gehenna, of hell, or of those who are in that fiery place he got to the sixth level the sixth heaven and he saw that there were malachim there they were reading about the sixth day of creation when Hashem created the, the animals the human being they completed that and they told him about the Garden of Eden the awesome creation of Hashem the Garden of Eden and they were praying Moshe Rabbeinu heard them praying that Hashem should put the Jewish people's portion in Gan Eden. They got to the seventh heaven, which is the final one of all of them. He saw all the different types of angels, more angels, the different types of angels, angels of mercy, angels of kindness, and charity, and also the, the angels that cause a person to shake with fear. It says the Medrash an amazing thing. Immediately, he held on to the Kisei Kavit, onto the, onto, the, onto the throne of Hashem's glory. It's reminding me, it just, it's, it's hitting me, on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur and on Nisan HaToykef, Malachim Yechafezun, Yechafezun, the description in that Tvil of Anasanataikif is of the Malachim, how they're shaking. And they say it's the Yamadin, it's the day of judgment. And Maish Rabbeinu saw them shaking, saw them, saw that fear. And he held on to the Kiseya covered onto the throne of Hashem's glory. Which is interesting, because how do you hold on to Hashem's throne? Medrash, there's a Gemara in Shabbos, there's also a Gemara in Sukkah, talks about the fact that you can't touch Hashem's throne. You can't reach there too far. It's, it's something that you can't reach. There's a place that you can't touch. It's too far away. It's the heavens. It belongs to God. But Moshe Rabbeinu got there. right? Moshe Rabbeinu touched the Kisei. So how did that work? Gemara says, it stretched out. Hashem stretched it out because Moshe Rabbeinu was threatened, as the Gemara Shabbos explains. Moshe Rabbeinu came up there, and, they, and the angel said, "What is this son of man doing here? What's he doing here? He doesn't belong here. He's going to take the tire. The tire belongs to us." And Hashem stretched out his kisei covered, as is described there, as it were. The throne of glory was stretched out. Moshe Rabbeinu held on. I hear this. He held on. This is the key of what we're talking about here. Moshe Rabbeinu held on to that throne of glory. And 
What happened? Hiskinu Likreis Mamaisayim Ashvi. As he held on to the throne of glory, and we're going to find out how to hold on to the throne of glory very soon. They, they read to him from Vayichulu Paskav Hiskilu Sabashikhashal Tshuva. Listen to this, so beautiful, so moving. They read from what happened on Shabbos. The end, the completion. And Hashem blessed the Yom Ashri. He read all about Shabbos, how Hashem rested on the seventh day. And Moshe heard about Shabbos. They told him, and they told him about Tshuva. They told him about Tshuva. This is how you get to the Kisei You want to know how to hold on to the Kisei Kavan? It's through Tshuva. It says the Medrash teaches you. Tshuva Magasad Kisei HaKavad. You can't get you can't get to the kisei covered. It gets you all the way until the kisei covered. Ad viloyad bichlal, perhaps not not quite there because you can't. It's too high. You can't get there. But you can mamish hold on. Hashem will stretch out that throne of Hashem's glory, and you can hold on to it. How? They explained to him through tshuva. Shenemar shuv Yisrael ad Hashem lekecha. Return, O people of Israel, until Hashem your God. Through tshuva, we can return to Hashem. What's what's the Medrash saying? What's the depth of the Medrash? These seven different places, these seven different levels, all the different, all the different things they talked about. Tyre, they talked about Klal they talked about Gehenna, they talked about uh, Gan Eden, they talked about Mashiach, they talked about Yushalayim, they talked about tshuva. What what is the, what is the Medrash teaching us? I think that you know. Before, before we get to what I think, before we get to what I think the Medrash is saying, which is just awesome, it's so moving, so touching. There's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. I think it's on Dev Tazayin, Yudzayin, around there. Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara says, on Rosh Hashanah we say, Machia Sichernis Vishayfris. We make Hashem our king. And we're talking about the throne of Hashem. The throne, a kisei hakavod, which literally, literally means a seat of honor. Hashem sits on his seat of honor. He sits on this throne, this exalted and awesome throne. He's raised up. We're trying to reach up to that to that throne. We're trying to say, Hashem, I want you to be my king. We say three things in the Mus of, of Rosh Hashanah. It's so important. So important to understand. These are, this is, this is the, the beginning of the whole year. This is the crown of the year. This is the Keser. This is when we make Hashem our king. And in so doing, we say, Hashem, this is what I want my year to look like. This is what Shuva is about. So hear this clear. Malchias, why says the Gemara? Malchias kideshitam lichuni aleichem. We say Malchias so that we make Hashem our king. That's what Hashem asks of us: make me your king. Zichrinus, Hashem wants us to say Zichrinus. He wants us to remind him of something. He wants us to remind him of the akedah, of the sacrifices the Jewish people have made throughout the years. So many losses because so many times we were killed because we're Jews. So many times, Christians, Muslims. All, all other types of people who, who kill us because we're Jewish, kiss the cross or die. No, we'll kiss the cross. We'll, we will not kiss the cross. We will die. Right? We will die. So many times we die. Akedas Hashem, Zichrinus, don't forget. Zichrinus, we made you our king. Akedas Yitzchak, 
Yitzchak was Avram and Yitzchak were ready to give up Yitzchak's life for the command of the king. Don't forget that, Hashem. Don't forget that. Uvameh. But we also talk about the Shifras. The Shifras, I'm very moved. We talk about the Shifra. Uvameh ba Shifra. The Shifra is such an awesome thing. It, it brings up, says the Gemara. Uvameh ba Shifra. The Shifra brings up our Tfilis. Our Tfilis ride on the sound of the Shifra. All the way up to, to the Lifnei Kisei covered in front of the Kisei covered. You know, you can't have a gold mouthpiece. You can't have a gold mouthpiece on a shoifer. You can have a gold, you can have a silver mouthpiece, but not a gold mouthpiece. Why? Because gold represents the golden calf. It represents din. It represents judgment. We don't want Hashem to remember the golden calf on Yom Kippur. We don't, the Kayin Gadol would come into Lifnai Vlifnim right in front of Hashem's throne in the, in the Beis Hamikdash. He would wear white clothing, even though usually he wore golden vestments when he was inside of the, all, in the rest of his avoid. When he come into the Beis Hamikdash, into Lifnai Vlifnim, into the inner chamber in front of Hashem's throne, only white, the purest of the pure. The, the shoifer can't have on it any gold because it comes, that sound comes, it comes, and we are transported with the shoifer, our tefillahs, are transported in front of Hashem. It has to be so pure. There can't be any gold there. It has to be white. It has to be, it has to be pure. So we get there in front of Hashem's throne on Rosh Hashanah. When we blow the shoifer, when we say the shoifers, these tefillahs, we're, we're grabbing on to Hashem's throne. It's reminding us, wake up. Wake up. Return to me. Do tshuva. Make me your king. Make me your king. That's the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. That's the Gemara Rosh Hashanah. I have to share with you. I'm not completely sure why I'm so emotional talking about this. But part of it is, you know, I've taken, Baruch Hashem, two tests for Corona. Baruch Hashem, both came back negative. And I'm traveling in order to be able to lead a congregation that I've led for almost 15, more than 15 years in the States. And, uh, and uh, we're all we're all facing off with this challenge. Parnasa, health, all these things that we want. And it, it all depends on us what it's going to look like for the coming year. So we want to grab on. We want to grab on to the Kisei Kavu. We want to grab on to that throne. We want to grab on to that throne. And this is the secret. I believe that this is the secret right here in this Medrash. And the secret is that we need to go through these steps. What does tshuva look like? Tshuva looks like changing. Tshuva looks like making Hashem our king. Harata, vidui. We admit we did something wrong. Specific. These are the things I've done wrong. Make a list. Harata. I feel bad. I've done something. Dude, I've done these things wrong. Kabbalah asid. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change. I'm committed to change. 
That's my commitment for this year. I'm committed to change. That's what tshuva looks like. But this message is saying that there's other, there's other things. Because tshuva brings us in front of the Kisya Kavad. And when we get in front of the Kisya Kavad, it's a scary place to be. There's all these angels saying, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. You're a mortal. You're a human being. You're, you're, a, you're so low. You have all these tithes. You have all these desires. You have all these, uh, you're involved in your honor. You don't have, where's your keyboard of aim? Where's your honoring your parents? Where's, where, where's every, you know, what are you doing here? And Moshe Rabbeinu says, yeah, exactly, exactly. The Torah is written for us. Where, do you have problems with keyboard of aim? That's the Gemara Shabbos. Do you have issues with, with jealousy? He quotes to them all the Ten Commandments. All that says, do you have issues with, uh, with, uh, Idolatry, uh, it's hard for idolatry. Do you have any of these issues? And they were like, no, we don't. This Torah was written for us. So that we can hold on to the throne. We need to make Hashem our king. But I believe that it's, it's more than that. It's all of these seven things. An awareness of these seven things. The angels were giving him step by step. How do you get to Tshuva? How do you get there? Number one. They told him about Tyra. Tyra. You gotta learn Tyra. You gotta know what Hashem's will is for you. Shivcha, Shivcha shall Tyra shall Yisrael. You gotta know what, what our place in the Tyra is, what our opportunity is, how we interact with the Tyra, how we understand the Tyra, what, what our Chazal taught us. You gotta learn Gemara. You gotta learn Tanakh. You gotta learn Gemara. You gotta know Halacha. You gotta know what Hashem wants from you. Number three, you gotta know about Yushalayim. How important it is the Beis Hamikdash. We don't have that relationship. We don't have Yushalayim. All we have is a wall, a broken wall. And behind that is a, a, a golden temple of, of Yishmaelim. It's a terrible embarrassment that we're missing. What are we missing? We're missing our true relationship with Hashem. You gotta know about Mashiach. You gotta know about Mashiach. Who is Mashiach? You gotta know in order to do Shuv, you gotta know we're waiting for Mashiach. We're waiting for His Galas Hashem. This is what we're waiting for. We're waiting for Hashem to reveal Himself for the entire world to see. And you gotta know about Gehenim. You gotta know that if we don't do what we're supposed to do, we're going to burn. Chas v'shalom, we shouldn't get there, we should do tshuva, and we, don't want, we won't have to go there. We'll repent, and we don't have to go there. But you got to know that that's, that exists. And you got to know about Gan Eden, that there's a reward when we do what's right. There's a reward, and the malachim are being misspelled, they're... they're <sighs> so nice. So beautiful. They're being misspelled, that we all get there. Pasik says, every single Jew, we all have a portion there. They're, 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 they're rooting for us. Kevalt, so beautiful. And then you want to get to, to, to level seven, which is you can't sit, you know, you can't really you 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 can't ever get to the Kisei because it's it's beyond. I don't know what this means. I I can't get into it. It's it's involving 
Kabbalistic ideas, which I'm not going to explain right now, but you can hold on to the Kisei. You can hold on to the Kisei covered as the angels are saying, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. What are you doing here? You don't belong here. You can hold on to the Kisei through Tshuva. Once you've gone through all these things and you understand the greatness of Tyre, the greatness of Klaistra, the greatness of the of of all these different things, Mashiach, Yushalayim, Gehenim, Ganeden. Once you get once you get those things, you get what it's about. You know what it's all about. These things were there before the world was created. These things are the foundation. These things are beyond. You're attaching yourself to something which is beyond. You are attaching yourself to something which is so higher, so much higher. Shem's mishtarvei He stretches out his kisei so that you can hold on. And that's how, how do you get there? It's through tshuva. By repenting. By admitting what you've done wrong. Making Hashem your king. Tamlichuni aleichem, make me your king. Remind me of all the things, all the sacrifices that you've made. The sacrifices. The hardships. The troubles. Remind me. I want you to remind me. Because I keep those things in my storehouse. That's where you became. When you admit that it came from Hashem, the troubles, the hardships, it's from Hashem, you're making Him your king. And you return. And you say, I'm ready with the shofar. I'm listening to the shofar. God, you are my king. Hashem, you are my king. And I'm standing right there. I'm transported with the shofar. I'm transported with the tshuva. With tshuva, with tefillah, with staka. These things get us. Mom is right in front. Holding on to the kisya covered. Holding on. So, I want to bless you. And I ask you to bless me. That Hashem should help us do real tshuva. Really be mamlechim. Make him our king. This year, Tavshin Pei Aleph. Last year at this time, I told you the word Tifroitzi, Yamanu Small Tifroitzi, the Gemachi of the word Tifroitzi, was Tavshin Pei. Tifroitzi. Tefroitzi means to to burst out, to expand. Sashem Ta'aritzi. Ta'aritzi also is Gematria Tavshin Pei, which means that we are we are connected to Hashem. We are His fan. Ma'aritzi in Hebrew is a fan. We are we are the ones who represent Him in this world. Certainly, Hashem has showed us throughout this year. Yamanismal Tefroitzi. That things can expand in a in an uncomfortable way, in a way which is a pritza, a pritza, which means it's just expanding, 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 and he's showing us that he's in charge. He has showed us. That's Hashem Taritzi, but it's it's for what? It's so that we connect and remember him. We make him our king. Tavshim Aleph. It's it's a new year. It's a new year, and we are we are now heading in, and how we approach this year, how we are mamlech Hashem, to the extent that we're mamlech Hashem, that's how our year is going to 
is going to look. That's how it's going to be decreed. So again, I bless you. Hashem should bless me and you and all of us. Hashem should help us. That Tavshin Peyal should be a Givaldig, an awesome year, a year of health, a year of Parnassah, a year of Kirvas Elikim, of closeness to God, a year of growth, a year of Tshuva. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos, a wonderful Rosh Hashanah, and Exiva V'chasima Taiva. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.